What's up? It's time to recap an awesome 2022 for the Big 12 and count down the top five stories of the year in this conference. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. So appreciate you being here, being a part of the show, however you're taking in this show. Radio, YouTube, uh, the podcast doesn't matter. Thanks for being here. We love you. We hope you had a great Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. New Year's right around the corner. College football playoffs coming up this weekend. There is so much to be excited about in this conference. But I, I like to do this every year, and that is a recap the year for the Big 12. And it was a wild year for this conference, obviously. We know now that we have four new teams coming into the league in 2023. Now that came down in 2021, but it got confirmed this year of what year that was going to happen and when that was going to happen. So I'm going to count this down from five to one. The top five most important stories in the Big 12 in 2022. Let's start off with number five. Number five for the top five stories in the Big 12 Conference. Kansas State winning the league in football. And for a second straight year, Oklahoma and Texas are nowhere to be found in the Big 12 championship game on the football field. Since Oklahoma and Texas announced that they were leaving for the SEC in 2021, what happened? Well, turns out that neither team has made a Big 12 championship game since. And we have had two epic games over the last couple of seasons. Last year was the Oklahoma State-Baylor game which came down to Oklahoma State getting stopped at the one-yard line. And then after that, of course, this year, a couple of weeks back, it was Kansas State beating TCU in overtime, another epic matchup. I mean, I said before the TCU-K-State game, I said, you know, Oklahoma State, Baylor, you can't top that last year, right? You just can't do it. How are you going to get a better game than that? Well, then TCU and K-State said, hold my beer. And I wish I had one right now. I don't. But they said, hold my beer. And they went to overtime. And the game was epic. And, of course, TCU still makes the college football playoff, which we'll get to. But uh, Kansas State winning the Big 12 title, that making it two straight years without OU and Texas in that championship game after they announced they're leaving for the SEC is an absolutely enormous, enormous deal. So go make sense of that. Um, but you know what? For the Big 12, remember, if you're an OU or Texas fan listening, don't think I'm picking on you. I'm not. That's not the point of this. I'm not picking on you. But this is the top five stories for the Big 12. That's what this is about, what's good for the Big 12. So that's where I'm going with this uh, angle here. The number four story of the year when it comes to the Big 12 conference the Big 12 dominating the Women's College World Series. Nearly half of the field was from the Big 12. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas, three of the eight teams to make it to Oklahoma City, and they did well once they were there. Half the field was eliminated. Only four teams remained. All three Big 12 teams were in the hunt. So think about it. It's like three Big 12 teams making the Final Four. After Oklahoma eliminated UCLA, they advanced to the national championship. It was down to Texas and Oklahoma State to decide who was going to get their shot to take on the Sooners with a national title at stake. 
So it turns out, of course, it was Texas who eliminated Oklahoma State in dramatic fashion. They went on to the championship series, but OU was unstoppable. They smoked Texas 16-1 and 10-5 to take home their second consecutive national championship and sixth under Patty Gasso. So that is number four on our list of top five Big 12 stories of the year. At number three, number three on our list of top five Big 12 stories in 2022, TCU making the college football playoff. How about that? Now, coming into the season, the Big 12 have made four college football playoff appearances, all the Oklahoma Sooners, and OU lost every time they were there. They were 0-4 in those games. The Sooners came into the year as a favorite to win the Big 12. They were up there with Baylor. And, you know, K-State, TCU, they were like some dark horse picks. And it was a cute story, and people liked them. But nobody actually thought that TCU, never mind, you know, forget winning a Big 12 title, a college football playoff? That was unthinkable. That was absolutely unthinkable in this conference, in this league. But here we are, 12-1. and They lose a championship game, and they're still going to the playoff because of how good their season was. The Sooners go 6-6. Six and six. Wildcats and Horned Frogs, of course, find themselves atop of the standings. And TCU, despite the 31-28 loss, ends up becoming the first non-Oklahoma Big 12 team to make a college football playoff. They're, of course, taking on Michigan this weekend, and it could not have come at a better time for this conference. It ties back in many ways to number five. But if you ask Brett Yormark, and if you ask those who work in and around the Big 12, what kind of year you would want this football season to look like, you couldn't ask for a better year, where two of your future teams end up playing an epic, epic game for a Big 12 title, and one of them still makes the college football playoff. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. It can't get any better than that. This is as good as it gets if you're Brett Yormark, if you're the Big 12 Conference, to have one of these new teams. And obviously, it's in your biggest, it's in your home base in Texas, in Dallas-Fort Worth. It's right there in the backyard. And now you got that team in the college football playoff. You got the quarterback of that team uh, in New York City as the Heisman Trophy runner-up. In Max Duggan, the Davey O'Brien Award winner? I mean, what more can you ask for when it comes to this kind of a season on the football field? You've re-upped your TV contract with ESPN and Fox. You've got yourself in outstanding shape. I mean, this is is a goldmine. And on the field, we all know that if it was OU and Texas playing for a Big 12 title this year and one of those two teams was undefeated— The talk of college football and national media would be what? They would all be saying the same old thing. This is going to be a group of five conference when OU and Texas leave. This is not going to be a serious conference. It may as well be the AAC. Close up shop. Shut it down. The power five days are over. It's going to be a power Power four, maybe a really a power two. The Big 12 has no chance of being stable or being legitimate. OU in Texas did the right thing. They want to play with the big boys. You get the point. That's, that's, that's what they'd be doing. And you know that, and I know that. 
not naive enough. To, we understand what's going to happen in this whole deal if that's how it ended up, and that's not how it ended up. So that was an enormous, enormous victory for this conference because, remember, I'm counting down the top five stories for the Big 12. That's what this is about. At number two, as we count it down, top five Big 12 football stories of 2022. Brett Yormark replacing Bob Bowlesby as conference commissioner. Now, you think about the offseason when Brett Yormark was named the commissioner and people were shocked, right? Who saw this coming? Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw Brett Yormark. This guy was really, I mean, an NBA guy. Nobody saw him being the one who was going to ultimately end up getting the job. His name wasn't being surfaced anywhere. What ends up happening? He ends up getting the gig. And he has come in. He has made a presence already. He has, uh, I think, here's what I've heard about Brett Yormark. He wants to do a lot. He's got enormous goals. He's got big ideas. He's got visions for this conference. We already know he wants to expand, but I mean just beyond that. He wants to really bring entertainment to the Big 12. That's his thing. He wants to bring an entertainment angle to this league. And we saw that a little bit with the Big 12 championship game. They had a Shanti right doing the national anthem. They had a big rollout about that. They had a press release about it. And that's just the start. But Brett Yormark is smart like that in the sense that, you know, the guy's the former COO of Jay-Z's Rock Nation, executive with the Brooklyn Nets. So he's not just coming at this from a college athletics perspective. And he wants to bring more of that to the Big 12. He wants to bring more of that to this league. And I'm good with that. I want to keep the feel of what the Big 12 is intact as much as possible. But I believe and I buy into what his vision is. And what it's going to be, and I think it's going to be good ultimately for this league with Brett Yormark as conference commissioner. But what I've also heard, as much as he's got those big visions and he's got those big ideas, what I've also heard about Brett Yormark is that he is willing to listen. He is willing to understand that he does not have any college sports background to speak of. And that while he wants to kind of take his pro sports angle and apply it to the college angle, at the same time, he's got to understand that there's just certain things that are different. And he will listen. He will take that step back. That's based on people that I've talked to who are kind of in that, I don't want to say inner circle, but they're, they're in the ballpark. And that's a good quality to have. You don't want to come in as a know-it-all and just say we're doing this, this, that, and the next thing, and that's how it's going to be. Your mark has not done it that way, based on the people that I know around the conference who have talked to me about it. But Brett Yormark replacing Bob Bowlesby, shaking up the college sports landscape, is number two on the top stories in the Big 12 in 2022. And at number one, the number one Big 12 football story, or not football, just Big 12 story of 2022, is Kansas winning the NCAA tournament. That is the number one story of the year in the Big 12. Uh, what a season it was for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks, getting it done in impressive fashion, going on a heck of a run to close out the season. You know, I think back to late February, end of the regular season, they lost those back-to-back -back games to Baylor and TCU, both on the road in the span of, I want to say, 
three days, four days. And then after that, never lost again. They beat TCU, and then they beat Texas to wrap up the regular season. They won the Big 12 tournament, beating West Virginia, TCU, and Texas Tech. And really, none of those games were all that competitive. And then NCAA tournament, just to remind you, Texas Southern, Creighton, Providence, Miami, Villanova, and North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we know how good that championship game was against North Carolina coming back the whole thing. I mean, it was uh, it was a great game. 15-point halftime deficit, beating the Tar Heels 72-69, and bringing a national championship to the school for the first time since 2008. And plus, what did it do for the Big 12? This is important as well. It gave the Big 12 back-to-back national champs. Uh, absolutely incredible. And because Baylor, of course, won the national championship last year. Plus, you had a Big 12 team play in each of the last three tournament championship games. Kansas, Baylor, and then Texas Tech was the runner-up back in 2019. So those are our top five stories in the Big 12 from 2022. Number five, K-State winning the new look Big 12 on the football field or before the new look Big 12 takes shape. Number four, the Big 12 dominating the Women's College World Series. Number three, TCU making the college football playoff. Number two, Brett Yormark replacing Bob Bowlesby as conference commissioner. And at number one, Kansas winning the 2022 NCAA tournament. How about that? There you go. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. It is uh, great to be with you as we put together another show here. Uh, I am so fired up for this championship game or this playoff on Saturday. Like, I, I, Saturday is going to be so incredible. You're going to have Kansas State playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl as a prequel, as the appetizer on your New Year's Eve for TCU and Michigan in the playoff. Tell me what more can you ask for? It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, that is seven hours of pure bliss. And by the way, TCU, I don't know if you saw this, but TCU has got itself some bulletin board material. Yes, TCU does. Michigan's linebacker, his name is Junior Colson, wrote about this on the website today. Um, let's just put it this way. He seemed to forget that TCU was in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, he just forgot. He just happened to forget. Whoops. He's talking about TCU's offense, and I thought he took a little bit of a dig. Some people say that's not the case. Took a little bit of a dig when he came out and he was like, uh, well, you know, the, the defense in the Big 12, implying the defense in the league aren't that good. That's why TCU's offense scores a lot. It's like, hold on. Uh, stop. And then he goes... Yeah, well, you know, in the Big 12 Conference, and it's like, wait, 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 and then he says, well, they're in the Big 12, right? He asked the media. It's like, hold on a second, buddy. Hold on. You want bulletin board material? Do you want to give bulletin board material to TCU, who's got a chip on his shoulder? Well, way to go. Absolutely outstanding job, champ. Nice job there, Junior Colson from Michigan. I hope that Sonny Dykes has that plastered all over the locker room at the Fiesta Bowl ahead of Saturday's game. 
I hope like heck he's got that one stapled to every board he can find. Because that was such a lame-o cheap shot from Junior Colson. And maybe it was genuine. Maybe. But please. You think Junior Colson doesn't understand and doesn't know that, uh, let's say, USC plays in the Pac-12? You think he doesn't know that Alabama plays in the SEC? Oh, I at TCU. I forgot who they play for. I didn't realize that. Spare me, buddy. Spare me. That is as lame as it gets. And it's the kind of garbage that TCU has been dealing with for far too long. Far too long. Everybody knows it. Everyone around TCU knows it. I just hope this much. Here's what I really hope. I hope that you TCU fans show up and show out at the Fiesta Bowl. I, I, I understand you're not going to match the Michigan fan base. But I hope that the TCU fan base shows up and doesn't get... I don't want to say embarrassed. That's not fair. But just is not overwhelmed like 4-1. to one. Four to one. I hope that's not what happens in that game. And that, oh, little old TCU, and they're treating them like they're Boise State or something like that. I don't want to see that happen. I hope it doesn't happen. I know that the Southwest Airline debacle has been a mess, and a lot of you are probably flying out of Southwest or flying out of Love Field, taking Southwest to get out to the Fiesta Bowl if you're a TCU fan. I was traveling over the holidays. I took Southwest last week to get to my destination. I took Delta back uh, this week, actually. Thank goodness. So I know it's a mess for a lot of people, but I hope that doesn't stop people from going out. Just drive, baby, drive. That's all you got to (laughs) do. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It is uh, good to be here on the show. And that is it for us. Hey, on the podcast, leave that rating, review, subscribe. We appreciate you being here. We'll send you a free koozie for the new year when you leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great night. Take care, guys.